I'm Ben Collins. This is Truther. I'm here with Aaron Gloria Ryan. And we are going to talk about um, uh, the a events. Bunch, the events. Of the last week. Of the last week. And we actually have somebody on this week that we're really excited for you to hear our conversation with. He was actually there on the ground in Charlottesville. So here we go. All right, Aaron. How are you doing? Uh, I think I'm doing okay. It's just been a weird few days. Yeah, it feels like a different time. Yeah, every week feels like a million years, and I every time I look in the mirror and I'm not an old lady, I'm kind of shocked. <laughs> I mean, I am kind of old, but I'm not, like, that old. I picture myself having, like, white hair, and I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, every day does feel like it goes on for, like, 28 to 32 hours. Right. Like, remember last Monday, five years ago? Like, it was – it took <laughs> no. so long. Yeah. You know, what was crazy about these last few days, the biggest news event this week has been Charlottesville and the, the Unite the Right rally that happened there where a bunch of Nazis got together – and caused problems. Yes. And the president's response to that rally where he first hesitated, vaguely condemned it, and then more vociferously but clearly canned condemnation. And then yesterday when he was like, I was just fucking kidding and fuck all y'all. Like he might as well have just backpedaled out of the lobby of Trump Tower flipping two birds (laughs) and like, you know, saying fuck all y'all because that's basically what he did. Yeah, that's that's exactly what he did. He made he um, look. I'm just gonna say this. We taped an interview with Chris Mathias of the Huffington Post, and we're gonna talk to him in a minute. Um, you will listen to it, and uh, what he said is it felt like he was gaslit because he was in Charlottesville all weekend, and um, and then he listened to the president say that there are some good people in that. Yeah, all it was in is that a park. statue protest. Yeah, and there weren't. They were neo Nazis, uh, incite like turning a town into. Uh, like a battleground, a war zone. like a phys- like a literal war zone. Well, what's really interesting about I think Charlottesville is I think in the age of the internet, after every time that there's a big news story, there's a per- a period of time passes and then people start thinking that it's fake. Yeah. You know, like people thought 9/11 was fake. People have thought, what are some other events? Oh, Sandy Hook. People and, thought yeah, Sandy and Hook was fake. If you name it, it exists. There's right? somebody yeah. on the internet that is pretty sure that it was staged mm-hmm. by the government or by whoever it is that they don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the case of Charlottesville, it was what? When's the first time you saw? Oh, almost instantly on Infowars, I saw that you know that uh, it was uh, a psyop by George Soros because it was George Soros's birthday, and they bust in all these people. <laughs> what? Seriously, that was one of it them. It was his birthday. Yeah. Who would? Ha- okay, they said it was like a birthday all, present. Who to- would ask for that for their birthday? That's crazy. Yeah. Hey, can uh, can we make sure one person dies and like literally dozens of people are injured in a? You know, like a horrible, Honestly, horrific. That sounds like warfare. a like a fat despot sitting on a uh, like a throne, clapping gleefully, like yes, yes, more yeah. blood, like a Roman emperor. Yeah, and like part of his conspiracy is that like a lot of these people believe that like the KKK is a psyop, or like this was all like plan- like the even the right is part of the left, and they're planning this as to fight with each other even though they agree with each other. I don't it doesn't really make understand. any sense either. Also, a lot of the people who are like, this is totally staged, just happen to agree with all the people that, all the stated beliefs of the Nazis. <laughs> yeah, so it's exactly. like, but you exist. Yeah. So like, how? Yeah, black people shouldn't exist, but I wouldn't ever I do, wouldn't ever I wouldn't make do it anything about it. Yeah, yeah exactly. the, the notion that somebody would do something is just ridiculous. I am the most extreme example of my own views. Yeah, it's, it is completely illogical. But yeah. It's, it, yeah, it was – I mean, then there are other conspiracies obviously that like – it was actually – so like the alt-right – like pretty much every alt-right website framed this one guy from Michigan who apparently used to own the car or maybe used to own the car, owned a similar car. Mm-hmm. And he was at a wedding and he's just like this 20-year-old who plays like 
like shitty psychedelic music and they framed him you and they yourself, put yourself though all psychedelic music is shitty is shitty good point yeah. yeah um yeah and they like they made his life hell for two days because they wanted to plant a commie um in that car and it the guy it just didn't exist it was it, it they are who we thought they were if right if uh i can quote denny green here and and you know you know occam's razor is it's usually the simplest explanation yeah uh and sometimes it's not but I think that in this case, not only is what happened in Charlottesville the simplest explanation, which is a bunch of Nazis sw- swarmed into a town that didn't want them there, caused a bunch of problems and clashed with counter-protesters. That's what happened. Yeah. And our guest today does a really good job of describing what that was like. I, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine the weekend yet. Like he was at like every pivotal event that happened. You saw photos or – videos of people being beat up or hearing specific chants. And he's happened to be at pretty much all of them. Yeah. Um, which is uh, fascinating. He's been covering this stuff for about a year for the Huffington Post and he's seen it all. And uh, he was, he's fruition. still, he's still kind of had a weekend, like in a bad. Even that, even that was the worst uh, he's seen so far. So with that said, I think we should move to our conversation we had with yeah, him. It's well, too well, like, good to, 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 to shoot the shit. Like as you'll, you'll hear in a second, you'll hear me be like, ah, it's hilarious that there's a KKK psyop. And he's like, no, I've seen the worst shit that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So like, yeah, please uh, forgive the jokiness of the, uh, the initial part. But there is uh, – yeah, the guy saw some shit this weekend, and I feel like you should, uh, you guys should hear it. Yeah, and if you have a racist uncle who sent you an email for it about this, how this whole thing is fake, you should definitely have him listen to this interview that we're going to do. Yeah, uh, if you don't believe this, then um, there's no... We can't way. help you. Yeah, there's sorry. no helping you. There you go. So uh, let's do it. All right, uh, we're here with Chris Mathias of uh, the Huffington Post, and he was in Charlottesville this weekend. Dude, um, what happened in Charlottesville? Then? Oh, nothing. <laughs> nothing? Yeah, not, nothing important, certainly. I heard that there was maybe a PSYOP situation down there with a bunch of actors pretending to be white supremacists to make the alt-right look bad. Yeah, did you, Chris, did you see the people changing into costume when you were down there? Oh, yeah, it was definitely a giant conspiracy. Um, yeah, I definitely <laughs> saw guys, you know, cha- ducking into alleys to put on KKK costumes. It was all fake, yeah. Yeah, so, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, like, I, I just – what I don't get is that everyone has, like, an uncle that's racist, right? Or somebody in their life that they know that's racist. And yet when standard Republicans go uh, go to uh, repudiate things like this, they, uh, they're like, oh, this isn't us. Like, no one could ever be radicalized from our standard, like, moderately racist opinion to, <laughs> to extremely racist. Like, and that's, that's what I don't get about the InfoWars people is that a lot of them espouse these racist ideas – uh, but yet when it comes to people like actually taking the step of acting on the racist ideas, they're like, that's impossible. It's not – it's just – it can't happen. But I, I'm, I'm sure, Chris, you saw some people who were, I guess, uh, raring for a fight this weekend, correct? Oh, just real quick though, yeah. you know, they could be acting, method, like Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> they could be the Daniel Day-Lewis's. There could be a whole a gaggle of Daniel Day-Lewis eye but of being racist. Yeah, it's- Chris, how many Daniel Day-Lewis's did you see this weekend? <laughs> Um, very yeah, many, many. They're everywhere. Yeah, all over the park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you you saw you you saw them like raring for a fight, correct? That that was a thing that that took place, correct? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, I mean, it was clear from Friday night that. Um, can I curse on this? Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. Fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was clear Friday night that shit was really going to go down on Saturday. Um, I mean. 
after the torch march i'm sure you guys saw the footage um but you know they circled a much smaller group of counter protesters and attacked them with tiki torches and mace um and it was really really tense and there was a lot of there was a lot of anger already friday night going into saturday um so much so actually uh that i attempted to photograph some counter protesters um uh who got pepper sprayed like who were recovering um like from a distance like i didn't want them to be identified in the photos um and they started yelling at me uh and then when i said i was a journalist uh about six of them charged me rushed me and threatened to beat the shit out of me and these are not these aren't the counter protesters these are the no, uh white supremacists no these are counter protesters oh these are yeah. oh okay. both sides both sides, <laughs> both sides. yeah well, well yeah and i mean and one woman actually threatened to use her gun on me um that night but jesus but it's like it was so like everyone in charlottesville knew it was going to be a shit show um everyone on the left in charlottesville had been warning for weeks and months that if these guys showed up something like it was going to be terrible and then of course it was so so you got there on friday afternoon and you said that you weren't sure that it was going to be that big of a deal but you got sent down there to cover whatever little kerfluffle was about to happen why don't you walk us through how your friday afternoon went and uh how your saturday morning went sure sure yeah so um we got there friday night and i there was a church service at saint paul's memorial church um which is right by the uva campus and it was basically a collection of um kind of interfaith activists and, and other counter protesters who were kind of holding a service like in preparation for their town being invaded by nazis um and it was an incredible like incredibly moving ceremony they um you know that old spiritual uh, wade in the water um they rewrote it with lyrics about charlottesville and the alt-right um and cornell west spoke and and uh reverend tracy blackman like brought the house down and then like you know everyone like it was really moving and every, there was kind of like a sense of hope in that church um immediately afterwards um across the street is when the nazis started doing their torch walk through the uva campus um and at the I, I had actually gone back to the hotel um, after the church service because I didn't think anything else was going on. And then I looked at Twitter and ran back. Uh, and when I got back there, that's when everybody was recovering from mace and from being beaten up and stuff. Um, so who, wait, just, just to clarify, people were getting maced on both sides or what was happening? Who was macing who so, and who was beating who? Sure. So the Nazi, like alt-right Nazis were the instigators on Friday night. They definitely attacked the counter-protesters. They had formed a human chain around um, uh, Je like the memorial of uh, to Jefferson on the UVA campus. Um, and, you know, basically just to demonstrate uh, against these guys showing up and they're exchanging barbs for a while, like White Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, other terrible, terrible stuff. Um, and then... Uh, from reporters I've talked to and from people that were there, um, basically the Nazis surrounded them, trapped them, um, hundreds of them carrying torches, and then, uh, you know, proceeded to attack them. Um, 
So, How serious were the injuries that were sustained by the counter-protesters on Friday? I think uh, there were uh, burns and there was a lot of mace. And uh, to your question earlier about, like, he was shooting the mace, um, everybody had mace in Charlottesville uh, this weekend. Um, it was flying from both sides. Um, probably I saw more from the Nazi sides. Um, but, uh, yeah. So that was, like, a really, you know... It was a sign of things to come on Saturday. And everyone was just like itching for, like not everyone, excuse me, like um, the the people, the, the Nazis, I'm just going to keep calling them the Nazis. Um, yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's probably yeah, yeah. the most succinct way of saying yeah. it. Yeah, um, where, you know, the rally wasn't supposed to start till noon. Um, I, so I started off my morning with a group of kind of the same interfaith protesters that, I had been with the previous night and they met at like seven in the morning, uh, walked to a park where they did some speeches, um, and just kind of prepared. And then, um, around maybe like nine thirty, um, a group of about 40 clergy, including Cornell West, um, marched in silence up to, to Emancipation Park, which used to be called Lee Park, where the rally was set to happen. Um, and they marched in silence up to the park and, just stood silently, face to face with about you know twenty uh, militia dudes holding semi-automatic rifles, um, and they sang you know like this little light of mine. They sang. They said like love always wins and and stuff like this. Um, but before long, all the Nazis started marching into the park, um, and this is you know before ten o'clock two hours before the rally is even set to begin. Um, and whatever, you know, attempts by these clergy to have a peaceful counter demonstration, you know, they were just overwhelmed. Um, these, these Nazis were like hurling slurs at them and, and threatening them. And then eventually the more kind of militant Antifa, like in your face counter protesters showed up. Um, and that's when all the shit started to go down. Um, um, so, uh, when, when you say pe- the Antifa protesters came in later, was that, did they come in in an organized fashion? Were they identifying as that? Were they, you know, it, ha- what was that whole situation like? Sure. Yeah. Um, they kind of came in waves. Like, uh, you know, the thing about Antifa protesters is a lot of them wouldn't, I, you know, wouldn't tell me who they were, or what organization they belonged right. to. Um, uh, you know, they seemed was pretty sure they were Antifa or there was some other kind of affiliated organization. Um, but then at one point, like they did just kind of like en masse march in with a banner and announce themselves. Um, so <clears throat> I, I do have to ask, like the police presence did appear to be, Oh man, dude, I, I can't like, I can't stress this enough. Like they let, it was open warfare for like two and a half hours and they did fucking nothing. Um, it was the most poorly designed, like, cause basically there are two entrances to the park, right? Um, and the only people in the park were the Nazis. And if anybody else tried to get in, uh, you know, they'd kick them out. Um, so, but in order to get to the park, these Nazis would have to march, you know, en masse through a gauntlet of counter protesters. Um, so for, you know, hundreds of yards, they're face to face, uh, with no one in between them. Um, 
and this is like how the initial skirmishes started. Um, and then what ended up happening is like once kind of all the Nazis were in the park, um, the entrances kind of became this like battle line, uh, where, you know, basically they were, fights were breaking out and they were throwing rocks and full water bottles and, um, my my reporting my reporting partner Andy Campbell actually got a uh, balloon full of feces thrown all over him. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, and wait, was that so? It was real feces, not acting feces. No, it wasn't just a psyop feces. It was, it was actual <laughs> things being. Thrown. He, I can I can confirm that Andy Campbell smelled very bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, it's not funny, but thank you for the bit yeah, of levity. Exactly. Oh no, I mean, like Andy and I have been like as awful as it was. That's one thing we've decided we can laugh about. Hey, Chris, so I I don't know if you read, there was a New Yorker article earlier this week about how, you know, this is effectively a civil war that just, you know, it's like a pop-up civil war where, you know, uh, Nazis come into a town, say like, hey, we want to make it back to the time where, you know, Jews were oppressed and, you know, blacks were slaves. And then anti-fascists or... Some it, uh, often peaceful protesters will come in and silence them. Sometimes with force. Sometimes the Nazis start with the force. Um, and that this is, you know, this is a 21st century civil war, effectively. And I was I was wondering how you felt about that because it really resonated with me. Is you know we've seen this on the internet for years, right. and the internet doesn't fucking matter. There's nothing on the internet that has ever mattered as much as we want it to. But once people start showing up in physical spaces and uh, killing people literally then it becomes warfare like it doesn't become like you know the uh the far right has talked about mimetic warfare on the internet but this is war this is, it feels like war am yeah. i wrong well it it does feel like war but also like on that point like you're mentioning this extreme violence that you witnessed mm-hmm. does it surprise you that more people didn't die uh, I am I am shocked, um, and I am shocked more people didn't die. I'm sw- I swear to God, um, <clears throat> and I'm I'm so frightened for the next rally, um, and you know like so Ben to your point about um, uh, the Civil War, uh, like we I I've been following these kind of confrontations all year, um, and I was in Gettysburg, uh, which is actually my hometown, um, when a hundreds of kind of you know, Confederate dudes and Nazi dudes and KKK dudes showed up because they had heard that Antifa was going to show up to desecrate some right. some graves. Um, with, and that was a that that was a a planted rumor yep. to make an ass of those people, correct? Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, it's it's a little yeah, it's a little unclear. It's complicated. Yeah, yeah. Who like started the rumor? But um, at any rate, they were so geared up for a fight, and they showed up with, I mean, an ungodly amount of weapons, and. We have been seeing this all year, uh, where, you know, these Nazis, gonna keep calling them Nazis, are showing up, uh, angrier and more heavily armed. And to your, and to your point about, like, this used to be a civil war online, the, the significance of the alt-right, um, showing up in Charlottesville on Saturday was to prove that they're not only online and that they're, um, you know, emboldened to the point now where they are fine showing their faces um and they're fine saying in public uh i am a nazi um i there was a nazi staying in my hotel saturday night um who i recognized from the rally and he was sitting in the bar by himself eating and drinking a glass of rose um 
And, and I just went over and I talked to him for like 20 or 30 minutes. And, you know, normally you think maybe someone like who holds those extremist views might be uncomfortable talking about it, um, in a public space like that. He was totally open, um, unashamed. Um, and I actually read later that he was, uh, uh, he was photographed in the New York Times standing next to the killer and ended up losing his job back in South Carolina. And in the interview, he was totally, um, you know, unrepentant. Uh, he was still proud to be a Nazi. That's awful and fascinating. And I do, I do wonder if, um, I think the problem that people have with the president's speech from Tuesday wasn't necessarily that both sides were doing it because clearly both sides were fighting each other and you like, uh, it does appear that the Nazis started it. It doesn't fucking matter if the Nazis started it. Not, Nazis are based on the premise of removing people from society exactly. that, that are not white people. Yeah. So that, like, the the concept of their existence is a threat. Yeah. So that's part of it. But I, I do, I think the, the the problem with the president's speech is that it 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 was a it wasn't a dog whistle. It was an overt uh, uh, signal. It was a siren to uh, white nationalists and people who believe that white people are better than black people and Hispanic people and Jews, that you are welcome to say this out loud well, all the time and and you are welcome to threaten the existence of these other people. Well, that's, it was a signal in the same way that those statues were signals. Those yeah. weren't erected after the Civil War ended. The, the Civil War ended in a loss for that team. Right. They were erected Every, in... The, all of those flags are losing flags. Right. It's, it's a loser parade. It's a parade of losers and they now feel like they, they are, they're going to try to make themselves the next wave of monuments by, by parading through towns and making their presence physical. But, I mean... I, I know that, you know, you were, you were in it, and it's real, and people should be thinking about this as a real threat. What would you say to somebody who suggested, a, a person maybe who is like a Trump voter who just didn't believe that these people were really Nazis? What would you say to that person? What, what proof do you have <laughs> if, if they were being really obtuse about it? Um, okay, yeah. Uh, I think I would show them all the videos on my phone um i would show them uh dudes carrying nazi flags i would show shields with national socialist movement on them um i would show them seek heiling i would show them uh crowds of hundreds of white men screaming fuck you faggots uh and uh white freedom now um and i would show them uh you know, I was there in the parking garage when uh, Deander Harris uh, was Jesus. was uh, was beaten with those sticks and called the N word, and then I saw someone pull a gun, um, and that video is out there. So I, I would show that them show that to them too, and and this and this really all goes to the point, like when. Like I, I felt like I was almost like being gaslit yesterday. Like like I didn't see what I saw when during Trump's press conference because right. because. To suggest that there were fine people in that park is just right. so beyond the pale. Um, it's like, and even like, even if let's say you weren't a white supremacist and you were in that park, to stand by in that park would would make you just as guilty. Um, so, yeah, and 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 Aaron, hey, Chris, yeah, sorry. Go, go for it. Finish your thoughts. Sorry. No, sorry. And I, I just want to go back to um, Aaron's point from earlier about like how shocked I was that more people didn't die. 
Um, there were so many weapons there. Um, and I think even the governor joked afterwards that the, the Nazis were more well-armed than the state police. Um, Jesus. And basically, like, because someone died and because a lot of people got injured and because this is a national story and because Trump did nothing to, you know, quell people's fears and anxieties, the, the next, the next protest or the protest after that, like, it's gonna be worse and someone's gonna be either, you know, out for revenge and, and be very angry and it's gonna, something's gonna happen. Hey, Chris, I have a serious question for you. It's gonna sound flip, but how are you doing? Because oh. this is, the worst fucking weekend I can imagine in the 21st century. Like it is a to see what you saw. I just can't imagine. So I just how are you doing? Well, you, you know, thanks thanks for asking. Um, I I am fine. Uh, I've been like running on adrenaline for like four days, and yeah. I'm like so angry and at the end of my rope. Um, but I'm I'm good, and I've also gotten like so much love and support from people and. There were so many people in Charlottesville um, that were so disgusted by what, what was going on and so excited that uh, there were reporters there to show how awful it was and that people were taking right. over their time. So. I, I do re- really quickly. I mean, do you do you think this is just what the Trump presidency is going to be is these like maneuvering like between these like specific cities that aren't big enough to really control this with like an, an, an NYPD type force that isn't aren't homogenous in their political beliefs that there will just be these pop-up rallies where they will allow these conservatives to sort of take over and then people sort of coming in to to physically beat them beat them out of the town like is that is that what this yeah is that what it's going to be for four years i mean i i i hope it's not four years um i i i, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the, that's the thing is like you're supposed to maintain neutrality here right in the sense that like political neutrality in quotes right right but then you see warfare yeah, effectively the, yeah the, in on american soil yeah that was encouraged, egged on by the president of the united states and you're supposed to say like oh it's just, you know whatever both republicans sides. and democrats both sides um just here. Here's the thing. I don't think it needs to be four years for a variety of reasons. Everybody's right. thinking like something will happen, like Donald Trump will throw one of his fits and just be like, yeah, I quit or whatever. <laughs> I think what should happen is that every place that has Confederate statues have a meeting and they secretly agree on a day where they're all going to do it at the same time. Yeah. Because there were because there were hundreds of Nazis at this rally, which must have been the scariest fucking thing. But this was all of them. Right. You know? It like, was this was all of them. They were all there. And they're all going to keep traveling one city to another unless they all coordinate. And they're like, what now? What the fuck now? We're going to take them all down at once. Yeah. And you can't stop us. Second solution, every town that does take it down should build an identical town next door, <laughs> like they do in Blazing Saddles. Yeah, like that the North way, Korean like, dummy town. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah that way. And, and they, and they it's like a fake rock ridge, yeah. a fake rock ridge. And yeah. that way the Nazis will go there. And then they just like flood the town with, I don't know, yeah. like some, some mace or some foam or some, some hmm, maybe. All the doors are locked in these saloons. Yeah, right. Oh, they're just, <laughs> um, yeah, they'll build a fake Rockridge. I think that's my solution. And I am completely like doing the humor as a defense mechanism thing right now because what you went through is horrible. Yeah. yeah. And I hope that no person, protester, anybody has to go through anything like that during the rest of Trump's tenure because it, it shouldn't have happened. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, I, I hope the same thing. Yeah. Dude, 
so we're going to let you go, but uh, go buy something expensive because that's the only way to get through this shit. Go buy like a like an iPad or like a gym membership to Equinox or some shit. Do, do, like, treat you, yourself, Equinox? It? Everything you own is going to smell like eucalyptus, I swear. <laughs> Don't do it. Because I, I was a member at Equinox and I got I took one of the eucalyptus towels home accidentally one time and I threw it in with my clothes. Everything smelled like eucalyptus. It was not soothing at all. All right. Well, that's the next thing that we should all protest. Okay. All right. No more eucalyptus. All right, Chris, thank you so much for the time. Yeah, and, thank uh, you, yeah, Chris. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate it, too. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. So, Ben, what'd you learn this week? I learned a lot. I I really did learn a ton. Yeah. um, That this is uh, both not going away and going to get worse, and um, uh, it's pretty dire. I mean, I I know I sound less upbeat than usual this week, but it's because I'm less upbeat than usual. It's like a... Um, to hear from people who are on the ground there and to, to hear that this could just, like, pop like, who knows? Like, I'm, I'm from, like... Like, I'm from a town where this could happen. It was, like, a medium-sized city yeah. that is easily taken over because there was no police presence there. Right. And uh, that's horrifying. And uh, I learned that um, – yeah, I also learned that self-care is important, that you should um, buy yourself apparently not a eucalyptus towel, but it's like a nice thing. <laughs> Anyways, nice what, did, what, what did you learn? Um, you know, listening to Chris was really – Really interesting, eye-opening, and I think everybody should take a second to reckon with the fact that this is reality for some people's lives. Some people do believe this. Some people will act on it. But I think another thing I learned is that while that engulfed a town and it's horrible for the individuals that it engulfed, like, that is not what – the country it's like those are those it's it, like the death a, rattle a of traveling a, circus yeah. does not make the country a circus exactly it's a de- it's the death rattle of a dying ideology that is de- f- absolutely dangerous absolutely dangerous but can easily be overcome with the mass majority of people who think those people are fucking nuts yeah this so, is an insurgency of the the very last people that believe in something right and then you know until this week i didn't really feel like you know the the president was you know there's there's moments where I was able to kind of view this administration with a sort of amused detachment because yeah. it's like look at this idiot he can't this seems this week that he's been he's doing real harm like even his saber rattling with North Korea was it ended up being just a standoff where people got maybe their blood pressure spiked and we had to confront these possible right. that war was scenarios like stupid political maneuver right it was it was idiocy with like no real harm yeah. On the ground. And this week somebody died because of what he has encouraged. And it's really like I'm starting to feel myself feeling like getting strident about it. But it's just like, holy shit, somebody actually fucking died. Yeah. Somebody died. It's I think it's time to stop pretending um, amidst even people in your family or friends that are um, that believe that he's fine. Yeah. That that he is. I think that, you know, there are people um who are unaware of this because it doesn't affect them personally and that's fine mm-hmm. but um the people who are who are encouraging this and saying like oh you know this is a necessary thing so we can have a republican president um i think are shameful and at this yeah. point like we, we're gonna look back in history and be like oh my god i can't believe i associated myself with those yeah people. history will not be kind to these people yeah. and i also think that like yeah the the absolute cravenness of attaching yourself to somebody as a means to an end when part of the price you pay for that attachment is you have to watch all the damage they're doing to real people's lives yes and to american history and to america's future is garbage yeah and uh yeah so i'm i'm wagging my finger <laughs> but i'm uh, i'm hoping next week we can get back to something maybe a little less yeah. Fucking depressing. Like 
Disney sex stuff? Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, man. We could do multiple episodes of that, I think. That yeah, was we really could, fun. Every other week, it's just Disney sex Yeah, stuff. it's like Disney KKK, Disney, Disney KKK. KKK. Well, I mean, there is some there's overlap. Some, yeah. There's a little overlap. I don't know, maybe. A little overlap. Anyways, I'm going to cool down with a nice eucalyptus towel. <laughs> um, and we'll be back next week with something more fun, I really hope. Yeah, me too. And as always this week, we would like to thank our producer, Elizabeth Brockway, and Alex Brooklyn of The Daily Beast for making us not sound... Like shit. Thank you, guys. Uh, I'm Aaron Glory Ryan. I'm Ben Collins. And this was Truther. Mm-hmm.